0: The Ship of Theseus, Redeeming the Time Brothers Podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. And as always, we want to leave a nightlight on for you. That nightlight is out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away behold all things are become new you ever heard of the ship of theseus it's a story that goes way back plutarch an ancient historian talks about it happening way before his time and apparently there was a hero named theseus and i'm probably saying his name wrong because i can't say american names right but Theseus apparently went out and did several labors, uh, impressive feats, fighting the Minotaur and other kinds of things as a uh, Greek hero. And eventually, as he returned back home to dock the ship in the harbor of Athens, the Athenians made it a sort of a memorial to to Theseus, and they. Uh, over the years, though, the ship began to rot as water, as boards in water tends to. And while it was rotting, the Athenians they began to replace those rotten boards until ultimately the entirety of the ship was essentially replaced. And then the thought experiment is the paradox of Theseus, and it raises the question: If you're replacing all of the parts of the of Theseus' at Theseus's ship, at what point does it cease to be Theseus' ship? And uh, Hobbs and, and others, they, they give a, a sort of an easier to understand illustration of what he's talking about. It's called your grandpa's axe. And so if you inherit your grandpa's axe, but ultimately the wood in the handle of the axe rots out, and you replace it with a new handle, but it's got grandpa's axe head on it, and then over the years, the axe head gets rusty, and you replace the axe head. At what point does it stop being Grandpa's axe? <laughs> and so, and it's just a thought experiment. Uh, the, the various ways have been described to somehow uh, answer the question uh, to when Theseus's ship ceases to be Theseus's ship. Uh, probably, uh, uh, Plato his answer. Aristotle, excuse me, his answer was that uh, things exist in forms and. And there's the form of the thing and then the material, actual material of it. And then another philosopher said, well, forms, uh, there's a perfect form that exists in the spirit realm. And then there's this whatever manifestation of it that you have here. And Augustine really kind of talked about that with us, how we're, we're made in the image of God. You and I are made in God's image. And that there exists in the mind of God, the heart of God, a perfect Gene Kissinger, one that doesn't have dry rot, one that doesn't have any imperfections, one that's complete and perfect. And the process of my life has got to be learning to build my life in accordance with what that form that is in the mind and heart of God. So one day, the Gene Kissinger that I am right now is going to meet the Gene Kissinger that I could have been, Theseus's perfect ship, if you will. I'm going to meet that guy, and and the goal of Christian maturity is to make sure that this gene closely matches as possible that gene so that that I'm continually moving forward. And the tragedy maybe of of how we live our lives is we get so very complacent so when we got saved we quit doing kind of quote unquote the big sins. so we gave up we gave up what we thought were the big sins and then once we did that we sort of patted ourselves on the back and then we we started you know we we were going to ride a church pew on into heaven that's not what God wants God wants you to be the very best you you can be Jesus says, be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Uh, we're ca- constantly called in the New Testament to be victorious, to be overcomers, to to grow in the spirit realm. We're, we don't want to just try to coast into heaven. That's ridiculous. And so the verse that Paul gives here, it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Those old boards that have been rotted by sin they've got to be pulled up and new sanctified boards got to be put down so ask yourself are you a better Christian this year than you were five years ago are you a better Christian this year than you were were when you got saved you should be and you should have you should be desiring to disciple yourself so that one year from now you're a better Christian than you are right now we got to get over this idea that somehow discipline is a four-letter word. Discipleship has within it this concept of discipling your life of following Christ and ordering your life in a way that is well pleasing to God and I would say that well pleasing to God is becoming as close as possible to the Gene Kissinger, to whoever, what your name is, to whatever God's concept of that mature person is in heaven, you get as close as you can to that before you die, okay? Well, I'm going to talk more about this idea of, of God changing us and how to relate to change and some of the further ones, but let's pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you that you haven't given up on us, God. You know we need to change. You know, you know we're not good at it. You know we stink at change. We hate change. And we're, we're willing, unfortunately, to live with dry rot in our life. And we want you to help us to tear those old boards out and replace it with brand new stuff. We, God, we want to be new creatures with new features. We we want to be something that's well-pleasing to you. God, mature us and grow us so that the person we are, when, we, the, when the person we are meets the person we could have been in heaven, we're not terribly disappointed. God, I thank you for all that you've done. I pray that you'd help us to live lives so that you can say to us in in truth and honesty, enter into my rest, thou good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. You have a great night. God loves you, but more importantly, Jesus, I mean, I love you, but more importantly, Jesus loves you. God does too.